the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everybody, it's another Al Gatulo craft beer cast on AM nine seventy. The answer, a fantastic sh- show for you tonight. Easy for me to say. A couple craft beer guests that'll be joining me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? But wait a second, here it is, Huey Lewis. That's right. I could use a couple of days off. I had Friday off this week, last week, but uh, I could use a little mini vacation. Who wouldn't? Now, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email, and Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Also, use your Alexa. Just say, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And you get to hear the show right on your Alexa device. A couple days off, Huey Lewis in the News. One of their later hits uh, from uh, those guys. And uh, never got a chance to see Huey Lewis in concert. Really wanted to see him uh, in concert. He played Coney Island a couple of years ago. They took they, they, they're taking time off right now because Huey Lewis lost his voice. He can't perform, so they had to cancel a whole slew of concerts. Uh, would be interesting if they, if he gets his voice back and he comes back around again on the East Coast. I would love to see those guys. Big fan of uh, Huey Lewis in the news. So coming up in a bit, co-founder of Founders Brewing, Dave Engbers, brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki will join me in studio. I'm not really sure about Cos- uh, Jeremy if he's going to be in studio or not. You just have to stay tuned to listen. Uh, but Dave Engbers will definitely be in the studio here. Uh, they were in New York City earlier this week. Uh, to chat up the latest beers that will be coming out the rest of this year and the first quarter of next year. We also got a chance on Tuesday night to sample the final keg of CBS Canadian Breakfast Out for the foreseeable future. We'll chat with both, uh, hopefully, coming up on the program live in studio. For sure, Dave Engbers will be here. I'm not sure if brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki will be here in studio. For full disclosure, I do tape the show during the week, so... um, you know, it depends when I tape it as to whether or not certain people have actually come on the program. But that's a little inside baseball. You don't really need to know about that. But first up, let's get to some news and notes. Uh, Three's Brewing out of Brooklyn is doing something for Election Day, which is kind of interesting. Uh, if you go to Three's Brewing, which is located at 333 Douglas Street, hence Three's Brewing, in Brooklyn, New York, you show them your I Voted sticker on election night. They will give you a buy one, get one people power draft all night long. So November 6th is election day. Now, this is the press release from them. It's a big day, so come hang with us to celebrate slash sulk with your fellow Americans. You show them the I Voted sticker. They will give you a buy one, get one people power draft all night long. Pretty cool. If you RSVP, though, and check in when you get there, you'll be entered to win a free case of the featured beer, 
plus bragging rights. They'll be announcing the winner around 9.30 that night on election night, so be sure to stick around for a chance to win. Don't worry. They say there'll be second and third place prizes, too. The event runs from 5 p.m. until 11.30 p.m. Of course, the polls in New York close at 9 p.m. At Three's Brewing, which is located at 333 Douglas Street in Brooklyn, New York, 10% of the People Power beer sales will be donated to the ACLU. So if you're in Brooklyn and you vote, uh, by all means, head into Three's Brewing on Douglas Street. Show them the I Voted sticker. You get a buy one, get one for uh, People Power draft all night long. And if you RSVP and check in when you get there, you get a chance to win a free case of the beer. Pretty cool. Good stuff from Three's Brewing. Uh, San Diego's Indie Beer Collaboration Celebration takes place November 10th, 2018, of course. Uh, That is uh, San Diego Beer Week runs from November 2nd through the 11th. And uh, Carl Strauss throwing its second annual Indie Beer Collaboration. The brewery has rallied together 30-plus independent local breweries to throw a killer party during San Diego Beer Week, all in celebration of the city's collaborative brewing community. Uh, Collabalooza, Collabalooza, there you go, was voted Best Beer Event of 2017 by the readers of the West Coaster Craft Beer Newspaper um, and will make their uh, return on November 10th. Each participating brewery will pour two beers, a small batch, or rare beer of their choice, as well as a beer brewed in collaboration with another independent San Diego brewery. In addition to unlimited samples of these one-off collaborations and rare releases, Collab Palooza will have food from local vendors available for purchase, live screen printed t-shirts, and a ton more to be announced uh, in the next few weeks. Collab Palooza, a prime example of this support as proceeds from the event, uh, will benefit both the San Diego's uh, Brewers Guild and the North Park Main Street Association. The festival takes place Saturday, November 10th from 1 to 5 p.m. in the parking lot behind the North Park Observatory. General admission tickets to the festival includes a commemorative Columbalooza tasting class, unlimited two-ounce sample starting at 2 p.m. There's a, a VIP session that's going to be held from 1 to 2, offering priority access to the festival. First taste of the incredible beer list, along with a Collab Palooza t-shirt. Uh, tickets can be purchased at carlstrauss.com. The full list of uh, beers, if I can pull up this link uh, to give you a quick sample of what the beers are going to be. Just give me one second. Um, as it comes up here, let's see. Participating breweries, Pizza Port, excellent, Stone, South Norte, um, The Lost Abbey, which is awesome, Bay City Brewing, and then uh, Pink Boot Society, Nickel Beer Company, and South Park Brewing, and then the following collaborations will be uh, getting together. Abnormal Beer with Green Flash and Alpine Beer, Ale Smith with Newtopia Cider, that sounds interesting, Bagby Beer, which I've been to, is fantastic, uh, and Bent with Benchmark Brewing, Bear Roots with uh, Escondido Brewing, interesting. Um, trying to run down this list. Coronado is going to be uh, brewing with BNS Brewing. This print is very small. Forgive me. I don't. Uh, it's it's tiny here. Mother Earth Brewing with Battle Image Brewing or Battle Mage Brewing. Excuse me. North Park Beer with Burgeon uh, Beer Company. Um, uh, Second Chance Beer with New English Brewing. South Norte with Cerveza Insurgente. Insurgente, I guess. South Park Brewing with Wild Barrel Brewing. Wow, this is this is a pretty. It's a pretty cool list. So you can get your tickets at carlstraussbrewing.com. And uh, this is, again, going to be taking place Saturday, November 10th from 2 to 5 p.m. in the uh, parking lot behind the North Park Observatory. As we continue on here with our news and notes segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. In response to a shortage of aluminum cans, the Canadian government has lifted a 10% tariff on U.S.-made aluminum cans. That, according to Reuters. Uh, Luke Harford, the uh, president of trade group Beer Canada, 
uh, told Reuters that Canadian brewers had faced a shortage of 16-ounce cans, which are only available from U.S.-based suppliers. That forced some companies to halt production for weeks or delay product launches. Uh, President Trump's 10% tariff on imported aluminum, though, remains in effect. So it'll be interesting to see what happens here uh, in terms of the aluminum can uh, industry between the U.S. and Canada. That's, you know, it's a little past my intelligence, folks, so. You'll have to forgive me if I don't really weigh in with a with a major comment on it. Um, a recent paper published by 10 international scientists in the Nature Plants Journal suggested a barley shortage caused by climate change could cause beer prices to double. We talked about this on last week's program. The report said heat waves and droughts could lead to uh, barley yield declines of, of as much as 17%, while beer production could drop 16%. However, the Brewers Association chief economist Bart Watson told NPR that the study isn't a great indicator of what is going to happen in the real world, and the study overstates the effect on the beer industry. Dwight Little, the president of the Idaho Grain Producers Association, added that climate change is likely to occur slowly, which will give farmers time to adapt and change their planting schedules. We've gotten this information from our good folks at Brewbaum. So it's interesting. So last week, they're talking about there could be a beer shortage. This week, they're saying, eh, not so fast. Uh, you know, this this is not going to happen overnight. We can adjust uh, as we go. But clearly, there's an issue with climate change in this world. Despite what, what people are saying to you, there is an issue. We're getting these major storms constantly. This once-in-a-century type storm is happening every couple of years. There's an issue here. We're seeing huge chunks of ice falling off uh, the in, in the Arctic and in Antarctica. This is a problem. The planet is warming up. We have an issue here. It needs to be corrected. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Uh, Schmaltz, for the first time in its history, is debuting for this holiday season their official Hanukkah beer in 12-ounce cans and the revered Jubilation Anniversary Ale in 16-ounce cans. Now, both new recipes will be nationally available in more than 30 states as of November 1st. Um, it looks as though Schmaltz is no longer going to produce some of their beers in 22-ounce bottles. Uh, it seems as though sales and word of mouth will determine if they bring back the 22-ounce bottle or not. Uh, two beers produced only once a year for the holiday season. Schmaltz still produces the only Hanukkah celebration beer in the world. Uh, beer lovers can now revel in this chocolatey goodness of Hanukkah, uh, which is called Hanukkah, past the beer. It's an 8% ABV. And savor the roasted caramel, nutty imperial brown ale, Jubilation, their 22-anniversary, 22nd anniversary uh, beer. It's an 11% ABV in 12-ounce and 16-ounce cans, of course. Um, uh, the dark ale brewed with chocolate, uh, Hanukkah, 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 past the beer. That's going to be in four packs of 12-ounce cans. Imperial Brown Ale will be in 16-ounce cans. No word on if this is going to be in a four-pack or if it's going to be sold individually. Um, this is, let's see, they tell you. Okay, Jubilation, 11 malts, 11 hops. Adds up to 22, obviously. You can drink it now. You can cellar it for the future. I cellared their last year's uh, batch and didn't have it until just a couple of weeks ago. And let me tell you something. It ages very nicely. It was delicious. I'm glad I let it sit for a couple of months to kind of let it, you know, get all those other flavors uh, balanced in. So Jubilation and um, and Hanukkah, Hanukkah, past the beer will be coming out uh, na- nationwide uh, November 1st. So uh, good stuff from uh, the folks at Schmaltz and good stuff from all the good uh, people around the world that are making beer and good beer at that. When we come back after a short break, we're going to have more news from around the beer world. And folks, we are just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Dennis Prager sees the media focused on the wrong story again. I actually turned the news off this morning in my hotel room. It is, of course, about uh, various uh, non-functioning bombs that were found. I don't think it's worthy of round-the-hour coverage. In terms of news, it's largely a waste of time if there's nothing important to be learned. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Why choose Perillo to plan that once-in-a-lifetime trip to Italy? I'll tell you why. Perillo Tours have been operating for 74 continuous years. Perillo only contracts for first-class and deluxe hotels, which are centrally located for ease of travel. Each hotel is personally inspected by Steve Perillo himself for comfort and convenience. Imagine walking out your hotel and you're right on the Spanish steps, or a minute from Venice's iconic St. Mark's Square, or right in the center of the historic district of Florence. Comfort and convenience, that's the hallmark of a Perillo tour, taking all the stress out of travel. Traveling with a never-lift-a-finger vacation. Be the first 10 people to request a brochure today and receive a bottle of Botticelli Premium Quality Italian Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Botticelli Foods, the art of Italian flavor. Limit one per household. Go to BotticelliFoods.com to see their full line. Call for your 2019 Italy brochure at 888-PERILLO. That's 888-PERILLO or visit PerilloTours.com. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce. And no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. Theanswer.com. Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Thank you, Rob Halford and Judas Priest. Follow me very easy on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. 
via email at albertgnnycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're also Alexa ready. Just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And bingo, you will get to hear the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast right on your Alexa device. So uh, in just a bit, we're going to have uh, the folks from Founders in Studio. Dave Engbers, Brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki will join me in studio. That's going to be a lot of fun. We were at an event uh, earlier this week uh, down in the Bowery where Founders was um, unveiling their uh, stuff for the rest of this year and also into early next year. And they also tapped the last keg of Canadian breakfast out. Very, very cool. We'll try and get to that in our Suds and Duds segment a little bit later on in the program. If we don't, I promise, next week's program we'll have a full review on all the founder stuff uh, that I got a chance to drink. But it, it's it's great that they were in town and uh, their PR folks uh, were nice enough to say, hey, listen, can you, can you squeeze them in? Absolutely. I mean, Dave has been on the show before. We've had some great chats with founders. Uh, my neighbor is a huge fan of Founders Beer. In fact, uh, I invited him to the event. He came with me because I knew that he would enjoy all the great beers from Founders there. And, of course, get a chance to chat with not only one of the owners uh, of the brewery, but also the brewmaster as well and how they make their beer. So very very cool on that. Now, I want to get to some local New Jersey news, though. This broke late last week. Didn't get a chance to get it in last week's program, but I do want to talk about it. So, And, and I want to thank the folks at SouthJerseyBeerScene.com. Uh, you can follow them, SJBeerScene.com. Uh, John Couchard does a fantastic job with his website. His podcast is great. It's all about the South Jersey beer scene uh, down there. He also co-hosts with... Um, uh, Gary Monterosso and Tara Nuren, uh, they do What's on Tap, which is heard on Saturdays uh, on 99.5 FM down in South Jersey, and they stream on SNJ Today. Uh, they do a great beer show. It's all, it's not just beer on their show. It's beer, it's spirits, it's it's food. There's a lot of different things going on there, but John does a great job with that show, but he also does a great job with his website in getting news out and his podcast, which is fantastic. I was on their podcast uh, at the uh, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest last year and uh, looking forward to seeing those guys again. Hopefully, uh, I don't have to wait until uh, March to see those guys, but uh, that's another cool event, by the way, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. Tickets are going on sale uh, very soon. I think next, I think later this week, uh, they're going on sale for those who want to buy the tickets for the beer and not so much for the bands. Uh, and then there's a band release two weeks later, and then people buy tickets. Then I usually buy the tickets before they release the bands because I, I love the music. So I don't care which session that I go to, and I usually go to the last session, the night session. I might switch that this year and go to the the earlier session. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but that is a fantastic event, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Uh, John Henderson does a tremendous job putting this thing on every year down in uh, in Atlantic City. Tons of beer, tons of music, tons of things to do, food, silent disco, you name it, they got it. It is uh, an unbelievable weekend in Atlantic City in late March. You definitely have to check that out, and we'll talk about it uh, in the weeks to come, about the beers that are going to be there. How John puts on the event, what's new this year. Last year they had, uh, what was it, hatchet throwing, which was pretty wild, especially when you've been drinking. But anyway, I digress. So a bipartisan bill has been introduced in the New Jersey State Legislature legislature to change the brewery rules. Remember we talked about this with the ABC a couple weeks ago that they had made this unilateral statement on what breweries can do and can't do. People went nuts. The governor weighed in. Everybody all of a sudden weighed in when this happened. And so what did they do? They, st- they stopped it for now. They said, okay, we're going to hold up. We're not going to implement the rules. We're, we're going to see what happens here. Now, Assemblyman Joe Halford 
uh, Republican, and Wayne P. D'Angelo, a Democrat, introduced Bill 8-4594 to the state that amends current law to authorize certain activities in which the holder of a limited brewery license is permitted to engage. The bill referred to the Assembly Oversight Reform and Federal Relations Committee. The bipartisan bill is the first legislation that has been introduced in the wake of ABC Director Ribble's special ruling on limited licensed breweries that was announced and later suspended pending further study. The bill aims to eliminate the tour requirement that you have to take when you go to a brewery. And really, it's 10 seconds. Here's how we make the beer. Here's the water. Here's the hops. That's it. You can drink beer. And allow the owners of a limited brewery license to hold an unlimited amount of on-premise and off-premise events without obtaining a permit from the ABC. This proposed legislation would also allow the sale of water, soda, and soda, and unprepared, I'm sorry, I'm from Staten Island, I say soda, uh, and unprepared snacks, and will allow a brewery to coordinate with a food vendor to provide food on the premises along with the ability to provide menus to consumers. So this is interesting. So a lot of the things that breweries want to change may happen with this bill. Right now, it's kind of the Wild West. Certain things they can do, certain things you really can't do, but they kind of push the envelope a little bit. I've said there needs to be change. You need to make a law here to figure things out here so that everybody knows clearly what you can and what you can't do. And for those that have been in business for a long time, they knew what they could and couldn't do. And for the most part, those guys played by the rules. The newer people came along, and I don't want to say they've bent the rules, but the rules aren't really there to be enforced. You know, it's kind of... Hey, we're going to do this, and we'll see what happens. You know, which, to some extent, I'm okay with. You want to have a yoga night to get people to come in, that's fine. I don't think it's drawing business away from the bars. I really don't. You're not going to, first of all, let me let me put it this way. Do you go to your local watering hole to do yoga? Of course not. Now, a brewery, you do yoga, and then you have a beer afterwards? Yeah, that's more plausible. When you're going to a gastropub to eat food, you're not going, you know what? I'm going to have that bacon cheeseburger and a couple of craft beers. And before that, I'm going to do some yoga and namaste, and then I'll have I'll, I'll shove a burger down my mouth. You're not going to do that. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. So this it'll be interesting to see what happens. It'll be interesting to see if it gets out of committee and it gets voted on. I hope it does. Um, to be honest with you, it's, it's a hot-button topic. It's something that, you know, people are just back and forth. I spoke with one brewery owner, no names mentioned, who said, you know, we're wasting a lot of time on this. And he offered me the opportunity to do something which I want to put together in the next couple of weeks and kind of get a couple of different people together and have a forum at this person's brewery and kind of discuss what's going on here with New Jersey if nothing changes in the next couple of weeks. Now, if something changes, we'll react to that and we'll get you that information. But uh, if you haven't had a chance, go on to sjbeerscene.com. Check out John's page. It's great. The podcast is awesome. You definitely want to uh, check it out. It is, uh, it's fantastic, and he keeps up to date with the latest news here. And this stuff in Jersey, I'll be honest with you, folks, Jersey is lagging far behind in New York and Pennsylvania in terms of beer. They need to do something and step it up and get things fixed here quickly quickly before you start losing even more market share just saying so funky buddha uh is coming out with uh, french toast their um winter goodness series release the double brown ale 
uh, loaded with tons of custardy bread, cinnamon, and maple, just like French toast. It is, uh, for the first time ever, French toast is going to be available in 12-ounce bottle four-packs. Uh, that has already been uh, released in the tap room. Uh, it is uh, four packs and draft uh, has already hit distribution for the winter season, so check your local stores for that if you're into Funky Buddha. Uh, there also uh, PB&J Brown Ale has returned in four packs. Uh, that got um, released in their tap room just a couple of days ago and is out uh, is out now in the stores. And what else? Then I'm so excited, I'm so scared Imperial Stout uh, with coffee and vanilla uh, is out now in 22-ounce bottles at Funky Buddha's Halloween party. And, of course, bottles and draft are hitting retailers as we speak. And finally, Second Chance Beer Company, um, a San Diego-based uh, independent craft brewery, has announced a collaboration with Alesmith. It's called Blend-O-Matic. It's believed to be the first of its kind. The collaboration features two beers, one recipe from each brewery, designed to be mixed and savored together. So Blendomatic is going to be sold in a four-pack, featured a, a Brute IPA from Alesmith and a Hazy IPA from Second Chance. Both beers were brewed at Second Chance Beer Company with the Alesmith team, and then they combined the beer together uh, to make this beer. So the Alesmith Brute IPA has notes of mango, white wine, uh, lychee, and tropical fruit. Lychee? Lychee. I always get that wrong. Lychee and tropical fruit, a heavy dose of Nelson Savon hops. The Second Chance Hazy IPA... Uh, fruit flavors of passion fruit, pineapple from Vic Secret, papaya, and apricot, courtesy of Idaho 7, blueberry tangerine, as well by Mosaic Hop. So this is interesting. So it's combined together and, and you know, created to be drunk, you know, with both co- uh, combined together, the dry finish of the brute and the softer, sweeter finish of the hazy, as they say, creates a unique beer unlike anything that could be brewed on its own. Uh, this sounds pretty cool. So it is already out exclusively in cans and on draft at Second Chance Carmel Mountain Ranch and North Park locations. Widespread distribution um, takes place uh, is actually taking place today, which is the twenty. What is it? The twenty eighth? Yeah, the twenty eighth. So tomorrow, so Monday, uh, it'll be out in widespread distribu- distribution. For more information about the Blendomatic collaboration and Second Chance Beer Company, just visit secondchancebeer.com and of course Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Second Chance Beer, very very cool. I love Alesmith. Uh, that is a gr- that's a great beer company. They make some fantastic stouts. Their IPAs are pretty good too, but their stouts are just absolutely spot on. Now, folks, when we come back after a short break, the folks from Founders are going to join me in studio. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM nine seventy. The Answer. It's partly cloudy and 51 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams is advising off-duty officers to bring guns to churches. These are the same police officers. Just one happens to be on duty, one happens to be off duty. That's a perfect match to protect people. His remarks came following the mass shooting at a synagogue in Pittsburgh over the weekend. Adams is a retired officer and says that he used to bring his weapon to church. He argues that armed cops can keep the public safe. President Trump has advocated for armed guards outside of places of worship. But some people disagree with that proposal and believe that stronger gun laws are needed to prevent mass shootings. The number of confirmed measles cases in Rockland County is now up to 33. The health department says there's five other suspected cases that are under investigation. The original exposure was in Munsee and New Square when people traveled to the area from Israel. The country has been offering free measles vaccines to help combat the outbreak. Officials advise people to see a doctor immediately if they start experiencing symptoms. 
and a postal worker is facing charges and is out of a job after he allegedly dumped mail in the woods in Westchester County. Authorities say that Stephen Harris tossed out bills and letters in Somers while working as a carrier assistant. He has since been fired, and Harris has been hit with multiple charges, including misconduct. The former postal worker is due back in court next month. Giants lost, Jets lost in the NHL, the Rangers lost, and in the NBA, yeah, the Nets lost. Traffic delays at the Turnpike's outbound at Interchange 13 for the Gothels Bridge. Earlier vehicle fire cleared finally, so the delays should be easing. No problems reported at the GWB. Holland and Lincoln tunnels are a good ride. Weather for tonight, showers and thunderstorms are possible below 48 degrees. You'll see a chance of a shower or thunderstorm tomorrow early on, but otherwise mostly cloudy, high 59. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno on AM 970, The Answer. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast, V email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download, listen to all the shows right from there. And we're even Alexa ready. Isn't that cool? Just say to your Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, and there you get to hear my voice. That might cause you pain, might cause you delight, who knows. But hopefully, you're drinking a nice cold beverage with it as well. Now, my next guests, they are in studio here, and I can't thank them enough. Great event that uh, I was at on Tuesday night uh, over at One Mile House uh, down on the Lower East Side uh, in the Bowery where we got to sample some delicious Founders beers, and it ran the gamut of uh, you know lagers to IPAs to big boozy ones, especially like Backwards Bastard and CBS as well. They uh, the co-founder and brewmaster of Founders Brewing are here with me in studio. They've been making beer for over twenty years, cranking out great stuff like All Day IPA, KBS. The list goes on and on and on. Um, the uh, they actually are releasing the last Canadian uh, breakfast out for this year and. There's something a little unique about the bottle as well, so you have to stay tuned for that. Foundersbrewing.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back Dave Engbers uh, to the program, and let me welcome in Jeremy Kosmicki to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Gentlemen, how are you? Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Al. You got it. Now, listen, we had a great time uh, Tuesday night uh, at the uh, One Mile House. 
And I have to say, I loved your descriptions of the beers. I mean, we at one point, uh, Jeremy, I think you referenced cat pee in the taste of a beer, which is fantastic. <laughs> and it was funny how a couple of people in the room were like, oh, cat, all right, sure. But, you know, if you've been drinking beer for a long time, and I'm certainly no expert by any stretch of the imagination, although my gut would have you think otherwise, um, it, it's interesting the different um, nuances and things that you get out of beer uh, it's just, it's wild. And it was such a cool experience to be able to share that, um, for you to share that with us. So thank you for that, uh, Thanks. by the way. And Dave, let me ask you a first question. Does it feel like 20 years have passed since you've created and tapped that first keg of beer? Um, it doesn't, it, it seems like it's been kind of overnight. Um, I guess when you, we look back at it, you know, we we're really young, inexperienced, but we have, uh, we have learned a lot over the last 20 years, and it's been amazing. It's been, a, you know, honestly, just a hell of a journey and an adventure, and we've done it with, uh, you know, we start out really small, mm-hmm. and we've just uh, continued to grow and evolve and hone our craft, and now, you know, we started with a company with three of us, and now there's uh, close to 600 of us. And the journey, ups and downs, kind of smooth, I mean, oh, no. you know. Major ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spent our first 10, 11 years in the red. Uh, basically just borrowing money. Uh, but during that time, we also, you know, I look back and some of those years were some of the fondest years too because those were the challenges. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the journey's the the adventure. Yeah. And um, just so many great people we've met along the way. And you have a new tap room now in Detroit. What was the impetus of building another tap room uh, on the east side of the state of Michigan? Well, you know, quite honestly, I think the the tap room is the heart and soul of the company. Mm-hmm. It is the it's where the the culture is. the The brand has developed there. Um, you know, we talk about our founders' family, and you know, people, the beer enthusiasts, they want to see it, smell it, touch it, feel it, listen to it. They right. want to know what we're all about. And um, you know, it's no no surprise that Detroit got hit pretty hard in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Sure. And um, it's such a lovely city, and um, true Midwest fashion. We're trying to uh, help that community build itself back up. And um, anyway, it's it's great. And in Michigan, we're allowed to have two tap rooms um, as a brewery that produces over sixty thousand barrels. And um, it just made sense to go down there. And we want to be a part of uh, watching Detroit come back. Uh, we're talking with Dave Engbers, the founder of uh, one of the co-founders of Founders Brewing, and Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Jeremy, you made a great point uh, at the event on Tuesday night about how uh, you make a beer and then you put it immediately into the tap room to get that feedback. That's so important to you instead of, you know, where other brewers, maybe if they don't have a tap room, you got a bottle, they put it out there and then hope that you get some feedback from people, whether it's sales or word of mouth. But it's a great uh, feeling to be able to put something out there and get a yay or a nay from people immediately, right? Yeah, that tap room's amazing. I mean, for, for, for that reason especially. Uh, but, you know, they also we become kind of a destination spot for a lot of people. Mm. You know, a lot of craft beer lovers uh, come specifically to our town, and, you know, they want to find stuff that they can't, uh, you know, find on the shelves back home. So i got to keep those I got to keep those interesting beers uh, on tap there. And, and, and like you said, that's a great testing ground to get some feedback. Has there ever been one that you put on there that you said, it's a can't miss, it's going to be great, it's going to knock it right out of the park, and then people come in and go, oh, not so much? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, it's... It's it's weird. Even uh, it's, every beer is somebody's favorite. Even ones that mm. I think that are, aren't aren't that great, somebody right. will be like, "Oh man, that's that's the favorite beer you ever made." I'm right. like, "Okay." So well, we'll go Jer- ways. We, we Jeremy, we got to taste some great beers the other night at One Mile House. We're going to touch on a few of them. Uh, one that struck me was Harvestdale, 
And you guys had this great explanation about it. It's a beer made with all Michigan hops. How long did it take for the hops to grow so that you could harvest them for this particular beer? I mean, they, you know, they, they, uh, they plant the rhizomes in the spring. They grow all through the summer and harvest it in, uh, you know, late August, early September. So as soon as they're ready to go, coming off, the, coming off their binds, we, uh, we get them into the beer as quick as possible. So that's how you get, that, get those wet hop flavor, a lot of those oils that would normally, uh, you know, be lost in, in, the, in the processing um, you know, it's still there. And so it's the only way you can get some of those flavors is using those wet hops. Right. And I had mentioned to the both of you last night about how um, it's great that you're able to use the local product, but because of the fact that you have such a large volume of beer that you have to put out, it's difficult to be able to have a local grower to be able to do some of these things, you know, from a local standpoint, right? Because there are other people, you know, in different places where they make this in such volume and can get it to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Michigan's got about 400 breweries right now. Um, but we've got a great relationship with a lot of our farmers out in Yakima Valley. Actually, uh, John Siegel came out, one of our um, partners out in, uh, in Yakima, and he came out to the event on Tuesday. It was, it was fun to hang out with, uh, with these folks because they, they've helped us out and we've grown with them. Right. And listen, you guys are making money. They're making money off the high. I mean, it, it works hand in hand. It's, that's the unique thing to me about the beer community. It all kind of works hand in hand. If everybody is helping, and you see that a lot, whether it's a big brewer or a smaller brewer, everybody kind of pitches in and helps out. Hey, you need something? I can give you this. Or can you lend me this? And, and I love that camaraderie that happens in brewing. It'd be nice if it happened in the rest of the world, but we all know the reality that that's, that's not the case. Now, one of the other cool things that we were at the event on Tuesday night was the new bottles of CBS that are coming out, which I guess is the last for this year. And I don't know if there's going to be more next year, but there's something interesting about the label of CBS now. It doesn't have a particular gentleman on it, right? Correct. The uh, Canadian Breakfast out historically when uh, it was released the first time, I think in 2011... Is that right? It is. 2011? Okay. 2011. Um, yeah, we, uh, the, the company wasn't doing so great, and so we didn't have a lot of money. Right. And so we, we grabbed a, a stock photo, um, <laughs> thanks to Google, and um, we used a, a public image um, of a uh, Canadian Mountie. Okay. And uh, anyway, so the, the brand CBS has only been out two times, it's only been packaged two times. Right. And uh, anyway, we were contacted by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and asked, they asked uh, very politely if we would no longer use their the image of the Mountie. So uh, we we have a running joke on the Joe Piscopo <laughs> show, which is heard here Monday through Friday from six to ten a.m. Uh, Canadians are always polite about everything. Ooh, sorry, you know Alex sorry Trebek on Jeopardy when you lose. Ooh, sorry, twenty thousand you lost. Ooh, sorry. So it's it 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 doesn't surprise me that they contact you like ooh. Could you take that Mountie off the bottle, please? <laughs> uh, you know, it's a little bit of a problem. We're talking with Dave Engbers, the founder of, uh, co-founder of Founders Brewing, and Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, they're in studio with us. Jeremy, another beer I wanted to touch on uh, real quick before we take a break. Um, and you guys love this one. I love it, too. And so does my – I brought a, a, a friend of mine out the other night who was so excited to meet the both of you. Backwards bastard. This is such – an amazing beer to just sit there and sip it slowly. I love the fact that we didn't get a full pour of it. I, that's enough for me, and I wasn't even driving, but it's so good because you want to enjoy it over a long period of time. And that was the that was kind of the the, the whole meaning about making that, right? It's not about how quick you can drink. It's about how the, the journey of sharing it with people and being able to have a conversation and sip a beer for over an hour, right? Yeah, that's a full, you know, full-flavored, full-bodied 
uh, uh, drinking experience. It's, uh, it's it, I think it's it's one of the beers that we barrel aged that really features uh, uh, what it, what a bourbon barrel tastes like. You get a lot of that oak, that vanilla comes through, um, and of course the bourbon uh, characters. Uh, it just plays real well. It's a nice, like you said, nice zipper. It, it, it has a warms up. It releases, uh, you know, even more aromas. And uh, yeah, it's it, and, and it's available year round too for us now. So that's, yeah. that's exciting. The Backwoods has been a, a really interesting beer, especially anyone that's new to barrel aged beers, um, because we have a, another beer called um, Dirty Bastard. Right. It's the exact same liquid. Backwoods Bastard is uh, is the the brother beer of that one that has been aged in bourbon barrels for about a year. So you can actually try the, the the same liquid in two different versions side by side. So it's really interesting to see how those bourbon barrels really affect the beer. That's pretty cool. And it's it's one of my favorites because I love the fact that it's not super boozy, where it's not smacking you in the face with it. It's it's subtle enough where, hey, I can have this over a period of time. You know, some some brewers at times that it's they, they wanna they wanna punch you in the mouth the moment you drink it, and I don't want that. I want if I especially if I want to drink bourbon, I'm gonna go get a glass of bourbon. Right. I don't wanna have that much of it in my beer. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, got a lot more questions to ask the guys. Dave Engbers, the co-founder of Founders Brewing, and Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders. They're here live in studio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Did you know that studies have shown that we need over 10 servings of fruits and veggies every single day? If you're like me, it's hard to find the time and money to prepare and eat all of those fruits and vegetables. Who can do that? Yet we know that proper nutrition can prevent health problems, give us energy, and help us heal faster. Balance of Nature has spent over 20 years researching and delivering solutions to this problem. We can ensure that you consume over 30 different fruits and veggies every single day. Our capsules are filled with 100% real whole foods. There isn't a single thing added to Balance of Nature products. They're pure. We spent an incredible amount of time on the quality of our products. We do this for you. We do it for our own families. Give yourself a break and give your body what it needs. Call now to receive 35% off your first Balance of Nature order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go online to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code THEANSWER. Dennis Prager sees the media focused on the wrong story again. I actually turned the news off this morning in my hotel room. It is, of course, about uh, various uh, non-functioning bombs that were found. I don't think it's worthy of round-the-hour coverage. In terms of news, it's largely a waste of time if there's nothing important to be learned. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 970. The Answer. Alvin, can I tell you a story? Yeah. Okay, a long time ago, in a kingdom far away, a certain caveman named Donald stood up to a bunch of toxic swamp creatures and helped his fellow cavemen take their government back. Yay! It's incredible. And with my friend Tim Ragland, we tell the story. It's based on a true story of this noble caveman who defeats a group, a bipartisan group of cowardly swamp creatures. It's called Donald Drains the Swamp. Get your copy of this book by Eric Metaxas and Tim Ragland today at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Oh, yeah. Man, I love Neil Young. 
He is great. My wife's mad at me because the last time I saw Neil Young, I didn't take her. I went. I ended up going with my best friends. And she's very upset. She's a big Neil Young fan, but she'll get over it. At some point, I'll take her to see Neil Young again. I have a couple of concerts to make up to her. We're back here on the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And we are back in studio with Dave Engbers. It's our final segment of the program. Normally, we have Suds and Duds here, but we'll get to that next week. Of course, Suds and Duds, the segment where I tell you about the beers I've had over the past week or so, and I tell you if I like them, that would be a Suds. If I didn't like them, it's a Dud, but... We'll get to that next week. Got a lot of stuff to catch up on. But we have a lot of stuff to catch up on. These guys are here live in studio. Dave Engber is the co-founder of Founders Brewing. Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders. They are nice enough to be in the studio with me uh, tonight, and I really appreciate it. So, guys, I'm going to ask this next question to both of you. IPAs still the most popular beers over the last several years. Everybody's IPA this, hazy that, juicy this, all of this other nonsense. However, uh, recently we're seeing a shift in making beers that are more accessible and more approachable to everyone. Uh, you guys are having great success with all-day IPA, but you're making a fantastic lager in solid gold. How is solid gold being received by the masses? Um, it's been it's been great, and this uh, solid gold's actually a brand that we've been brewing um, for since around 2007, 2008, uh, and it was one of these beers that was exclusively available in our tap room. Um, and it was it was essentially crafted for folks that were new to craft beer and they were curious about our uh, the category of craft beer and uh, so didn't have a ton of hops in it and it was kind of our answer to a domestic premium and um, we keep looking at the industry now with you know over seven thousand breweries in the United States and still eighty seven percent of the population is still drinking light domestic premium lagers and so um, essentially water yeah well yeah. a little bit lighter. Yeah. But um, there, there's no question that consumers like it. And um, so I think uh, we modified the recipe. Jared can talk a little bit about that. But we went from, uh, from an ale yeast to a lager yeast, um, and he hit it with some hops. And uh, we're, we're seeing that now, you know, we want to swim in that bigger pool. And uh, we're attracting some, some new people to our, uh, to our brand. Which is great. I yeah, mean, you know, it's been like working you, great. you've been doing it for over 20 years, and to, to get new people even after 20 years, that's impressive. I mean, that's, that's great. But, Jeremy, uh, as uh, Dave was saying, you changed the recipe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that just, it, was, it was started off just to be that the simple beer that we gave people that came in and asked for a, a Miller Lite. You know, we had to have something for, for those people that right. were, you know, coming to a craft brewery. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of people are just a little, a little uh, maybe nervous, or, or they just. They, they don't think they like craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is an opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, give them something that they're a little more used to while introducing them to some crafty flavors. You know, this is a dry hopped uh, lager, which is, you know, probably pretty rare for the style. But it's not done in a way that it's going to be, like, off-putting. Right. Um, you know, it, it's, it's delicate. It's uh, it's light. Um, it's got a little bit of citrus character to it, but not to the point where I think it's going to, you know, off-put. Mm-hmm. And, and why is it that so many brewers don't want to make lagers anymore? Is it because of sales? Is it because it takes longer? Because IPAs, obviously, you can churn them out quicker. What's why? Because I love a good lager. I'd love to sit back and ha- and have a good lager, but you just don't see them anymore. Yeah, they're a little they're a little harder to do. They they take more time in the tank, um, and you know. I, it's it's hard to hide flaws in there, you know. They're uh, right. they're they're not very forgiving as far as that goes. So it's a tougher tougher style to do. But I think they're kind of making a comeback. And you know, I, I'm my my goal is to do kind of like what what craft brewers did with ales and just you know g- take traditional um, ideas and and make them make them your own and update them and and make them interesting. Because I think a lot of people are just caught in the you know, well, what's a lager? Well, you know, they're they're traditional German beers, mm-hmm. but I think that it could be more. And and, and what American craft brewers do best is uh, you know kind of 
take take an idea and, and and roll with it and make it new and interesting. So, yeah, I, I think there was always a, a stigma against loggers. I think when the craft industry started, that everyone was trying to kind of hit you over the head with you know the the hoppiest beer, the most bitter beer, the maltiest beer, the strongest mm-hmm. beer. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's got to be about balance. And quite honestly, I think beer shouldn't be intimidating. You know, as mm-hmm. Jer said, when people come to the tap room. Um, you know, some people look at the chalkboards and there's, you know, all these different beers up there. And if you're new to the category, it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And um, I think our job as brewers is to, to hold people's hands and say, look, we, I'm sure we can find something that you're going to enjoy. I tell people all the time and I'm even lifelong friends of mine when I go, yeah, we're going to I'm going to bring you this. And they're like, what is that? Like, Don't be nervous. I, if you if, tell me a particular style of beer that you like or a, a brand or whatever it is. I'll find you a beer that you'll like. I mean, my wife was never into IPAs. Now, all of a sudden, she likes the juicier ones, but I said, you know, babe, the, the true IPA has that bitter bite to it. you got to get used to it. you got to drink it a bunch of times to get used to it. She's still not there yet, but uh, I'm getting her there. Talking with Dave Engbers, the founder, a co-founder of Founders Brewing, and Jeremy Kosmicki, the brewmaster of Founders on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer here in our final segment, they've been kind enough to join me in studio. Jeremy, if Dave comes to you and says you get to make your favorite beer for the next release, that beer would be? <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm into uh, – we did a – I don't know if you got to try the Trigo last night, but the, the, mm-hmm. the Hoppy Wheat Lager. I think I think wheat beer uh, it provides a really nice base for if you want to make something uh, featuring hops. So that's that's kind of where I'm at these days. Uh, keep, it, keep it sessionable. Keep it balanced. Uh, make me want to drink, you know, a couple of them. That's, that's where I'm at. Right. Well, apparently, they, they don't mind the heat here. We're in an ancient building, so the heat is kicking on, so it likes to uh, make noise. The other day, we had a guy drilling uh, bricks outside and uh, made for a nice ambiance <laughs> for uh, the air in the studio. So uh, you mentioned uh, Trigo. What a great beer this was last night. And again, I- I'm... I'm a fan of a lot of different beers. I like a lot of different styles. I'm more of a seasonal guy when it's, you know, the season. I want to drink something. Like now, it's you want something that will warm you up. In the summertime, you want to drink something that's sessionable. But Trigo is an interesting beer that you guys came up with. Uh, with uh, uh, Mao, is that Mao San Miguel, right? Yep. yep. And uh, what what was the whole experience like to put this together with these guys? Well, you know, they uh, they were in town. Uh, they're, they're R&D guy, and, and we just got together and... Uh, and talked about an idea to, for a beer, and, and and we brewed it, and uh, it came out real nice. And then uh, as this, uh, uh, we do a we do a, a beer for our uh, local art competition every year, um, and uh, it, that was the one that I decided to go with. Uh, I thought it's it was different enough, you know. It's it's not what you would expect out of a wheat beer or a lager, um, but you know, it's just you know, kind of kind of shows what you can do when you uh, think outside the box a little bit. And I thought it came out real tasty. And, and the other one that I love that my, my neighbor and I both commented on when we were sipping it was the Mosaic Promise. That's a great beer. You guys sent me a can or two, I think, uh, about a month or so ago. I forget when it was, a month or two ago. And I, I I was blown away at how easy drinking it was. It was just the perfect beer. And I, we use the term, my neighbor and I always use the term, I'm sure other people use it, lawnmower beer. You know, you finish in the chores, you want something. To, that is a fantastic beer. It oh, just yeah. hits exactly where you want it to be yeah, and that, that was the was that the premise behind it sure i mean yeah that, like i said that's where that's where i'm at i love things in the in the five to six percent alcohol range that like you said you can enjoy uh, uh quenches the thirst um you know i think it's got enough of that mosaic character to you know really feature that hop but it doesn't get over the top i find a lot of beers these days especially like hoppy beers and and, and with this with this hazy craze that sometimes it's just overwhelming for me and it's mm-hmm. not something that uh that i feel like i can you know crush and enjoy and and i want another one so uh the balance of that beer you know f- featuring those flavors but but keeping it in keeping it in check that's 
And I, I'm going to ask this because I've got a follow. I've got another question for Dave, but I'm going to ask this: Will you guys make a hazy beer? Huh. <laughs> right there, that says no. All right, no, no, that's good. I don't know. I don't... I, I I like a lot of things about that style. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like the way they look. I, I I just like pretty beer. I like to finish the job and 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 have something that's you know I'm I'm proud to to look at and see through and mm-hmm. really appreciate that way. So. I'm just not really into it. Okay. I think they're I think they're nice in small doses, but uh, they're just they're so filling. And right. um, I mean, we're in the we're in the industry, and so we're yeah. we're used to drinking beer in pretty decent volume. And I just can't drink a lot of them. That's why I think like something with the the low ABV, like Jer said, uh, four to five percent, just that's the sweet spot. All right, I got I got about sixty seconds, Dave. We're seeing a lot of breweries opening and closing, and some big, some not so big. We've seen the trend over the last, I'd say, close to a year now, maybe a little bit longer. When you see the changes, and many of them have come, as I said, in the last year or so, do you stay the course? Do you correct for the market shift? What do you guys do? Um, you know, all we can do is, is is look at our own books and look at our own business. So uh, we've been on we've been riding a great wave right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were up about thirty percent last year, and we're about trending the same this year. Um, we've got some brands that are just hot right now. All Day IPA continues to outpace the entire industry. Um, and Solid Gold is this, this, this new beer that there's a lot of excitement and a lot of momentum. And so, um, and then we've got barrel-aged beers. We've got these brands right. that we've been brewing for 18 years that are, are awesome. And um, it's, it's fun. We're just going to keep doing what we do. Very cool. Guys, I, I cannot thank you enough. First off, for the invite to the One Mile House. That was great. We had such a good time on Tuesday night. Uh, my neighbor was gushing on the car ride home. He was hysterical. He was just, <laughs> oh, my God. He's sending texts to a friend of his, the pictures of the two of you. Like, I met these guys. I met these guys. It was like, it was honestly, it was like me. And he, this is a guy who used to be a roadie for a number of different bands, worked in the, worked in the music industry, met everybody. He was gushing for the, for the half-hour awesome. ride home. It was great. But it was so great to, to be there. It's so great for you guys to come in studio. I can't thank you guys enough. No, this was you. great. Thank you, Al. It was great seeing you last night. Excellent, excellent. And, um, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, of course, Dave and uh, Jeremy from uh, Founders for coming in studio, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back tomorrow morning on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. That would be Monday morning. This is the Alcatulo Beer... Uh, ooh, I, you know, see, I, I knew I was going to screw something up at the very end. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.